I heard saying blessing and honor. They also will be given voices, blessing and honor and glory and power. Be unto that lamb, be unto God who sits on the throne and unto the lamb. For, how long? Forever and, and ever. This is a praise and a worship that's going to, a celebration that's going to happen in heaven that you and I want to be there. This is Apostle Charles of Charles George Missions and... And this is Stephanie Wright. Hello and welcome to episode 9 in our series, Revelation Expectations. Today we are continuing in our study with the book of Revelation, chapter 5. And if this is your first time joining us, we would encourage you to go back and listen to our first podcast on Revelation. Thank you for joining us today. Let's get started. Hello, Apostle Charles. Uh, good morning. <laughs> <laughs> and I am uh, Stephanie Wright. We are pleased to be with you today. We are in the book of Revelation chapter 5, and starting at verse 1, it reads, And I saw in the right hand of him that sat on the throne a book written within, and on the backside sealed with seven seals. So who was sitting on the throne? On the throne, we're going to find out that it is God sitting on the throne, and he is the one with the book. And we looked this up a little bit because we didn't understand why this book or the scrolls were written on the back side and the front side, because usually a scroll is just written on one side. But after some study, we decided that it was written on both sides because God did not need to have anybody filling in anything for him. Everything was to be fulfilled. Nobody needed to add anything or take away anything. So that was my perspective. Oh, so the scrolls were written fully on both sides of the scroll so that nothing could be added nor taken away from it. That That is the conclusion that, that I came to. And some of the uh, commentators that we looked at also said that the book, that the scrolls represented fullness or completeness. And they also pointed to Ezekiel chapter 2, verse 9, where it says the roll or the scroll was written back and front and a reference also in Hebrews chapter 10, verse 5. Yeah, that makes good sense. And then, of course, after being written on both sides of the scrolls, they were sealed, totally sealed up. And we're going to talk about those seven seals. I don't think we talk about all of them in this chapter, but we will be talking about some of them in this chapter, or at least one. Verse 2, and I saw a strong angel proclaiming with a loud voice, who is worthy to open the book and to loose the seals thereof? And what I thought about when I read this Apostle Charles was the fact that it said it was a strong angel proclaiming with a loud voice. And, you know, I, I guess that just is representing the strength of the angels that are represented in this particular, in the book of Revelation. Oh. We do see strong angels throughout uh, throughout this book, because God never leaves his throne. As was pointed out by one of our Bible study members, God never leaves the throne. He just directs what he needs to be done. So he's got strong angels. Wow. And, and then for it to be a strong angel, no matter how strong that angel was, that angel was not worthy to open up. Exactly. Amen. He was a strong angel, but he was not the one worthy to open up that mm -hmm. scripture. You want to read the next verse? Okay. Verse three tells us, and no man in heaven, nor in earth, neither under the earth, was able to open the book, which of course is the scroll, neither to look thereon. 
And why was that? I'm not sure. You can. You have a kind of idea. Why was it that nobody would? Well, I'll say this. I'll say this. Because no man in the earth or under the earth, nor even in heaven, died for me. Okay. They shed no blood for my redemption. And we are going to learn as we read why no man in heaven or earth, no one was able to open this scroll or to take these seals off as we continue to read in verse four it says and i wept much and this is john mm -hmm. john is the one who saw in the right hand of him in verse five now john is weeping because no man was found worthy to open and to read the book neither to look thereon. not only was there no one worthy to open and to read it but no one was worthy to even look on it mm. and so why was john weeping well I believe John was weeping because he wanted to know uh, what was written within and without that scroll. If it came from the hand of God, which it did, he obviously wanted to know what did God have in mind for human beings, the earth, for the future uh, that is yet to come. He was uh, so in love, I believe, with God and whatever God had to say in writing until he was, I need to know. You know, we all need to know what God has to say to us, and we need to look at what he has revealed to us in his writings. And John was on an assignment also. He had, he was given an assignment, if we read um, in the earlier chapters, even at the beginning of the Revelation, yeah. John is on an assignment. So he can't he, complete it. But... He can't complete it mm -hmm. if the um, scroll is not is not open and Amen. so he's weeping uh chapters one through three is is jesus is speaking to the churches through and, john through john and giving them instructions as to what to do so i just i would imagine that john felt that how how can the instructions be fulfilled if that scroll is not open wow how, how are those churches going to fulfill their responsibility if the scroll mm -hmm. is not open. Yes. Verse five. five. Yeah. And one of the elders, of course, we're talking about there were 24 elders. And of those 24 elders, one of the elders said unto John, he said, saith unto me, weep not. Behold, the lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, hath prevailed to open the book or the seals and scrolls to loose the seven seals thereof. Okay, so now we have the answer to our question that we asked earlier, who is worthy mm -hmm. and why was no man worthy? Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and that's because verse five is telling us that the lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, is the one who has prevailed to open the book and to loose the seven seals. Jesus is the lion of, of the tribe of Judah. He if, is the root of David. Right. He was the because David's reign came from the tribe of Judah. And it was promised in, in a prophecy that uh, one out of the tribe of Judah would be the, well, reflected upon the Messiah. Okay, and we also point out that the elders appeared again. Uh, we've addressed the significance of the elders in the chapter twenty-four. Yeah. Yes, in in uh, in chapter twenty, in chapter four. So, if you want to know more about the elders, uh, listen to uh, the previous episode, uh, episode eight. Which, in which we talk about the 24 elders and their significance. Um, they have come to, to the rescue. They have come to rescue John and to tell John that mm -hmm. Jesus is going to be the one to open the scroll. Oh, yes. um, we have the reference to the Lion of Judah at Genesis chapter 49, verses 8 through 10. 
and the root of David in Isaiah chapter 11 and verse 1. Okay. So verse 6. All right. And then John says, And I beheld, and lo, in the midst of the throne and of the four beasts, which we have referred to several times, uh, and in the midst of the elders stood a lamb as it had been slain, having seven horns and seven eyes, which are the seven spirits of God sent forth into all the earth. So in, in this particular verse, we see that it proves that it is Jesus who will open the scroll, mm -hmm. the lamb. The commentator that I read said Jesus is called the lamb. And of course, well, we don't need to read a commentary to know that Jesus is the lamb, of the lamb of God. Right. Mm -hmm. And as we learned in our own study, because you and I do a lot of reviewing ourselves, we learned that at, from this point on, what did we learn about the lamb? Well, we learned for one thing that uh, you don't see the name Jesus from this point on so much as you do the name referred to as the Lamb, the Lamb of God. So in your reading of Revelation from chapter 5 through, uh, I think it's 22. Through 22. Yeah. Most of the time you will see the Lamb is referred to rather than Jesus because Jesus is not in the earth as Jesus anymore because he sent the Holy Spirit back. And now he is proclaimed as the Lamb of God, proclaimed before the angels, the elders, the whole world, in fact, is, is to know this because it says it there in the sixth verse, sent forth into all the earth, the seven spirits of God. You, you really got to get into Jesus as the Lamb of God and see your redemption through him as God's Lamb of sacrifice mm -hmm. for us. And this Lamb is referred to 26 times in the book of Revelation up through uh, chapter 22, verse 3. Um we are seeing Christ in his wounds, uh, the wounds that he that he sh that he shed um, are the, the wounds that represent his shedding of his blood uh, with the seven horns. The seven horns represent complete power, power. The seven eyes represent complete knowledge. Yes. And which are the seven spirits of God, which we covered in uh, in chapter four, what the seven spirits or I'm sorry, in, yes, in chapter four and our uh, episode eight, what the seven spirits of God are. Go back and look at it and listen to it. Amen. Amen. Uh, in verse seven, I'll read that. And he came and took the book out of the right hand of him that sat upon the throne. Who came and took the book? The lamb. Yeah. <laughs> okay, go on. And he took the book from whom? He took it from the one who sat on the throne, which was God, his father. Amen. So the one who was worthy to take the book mm. came and took the book. Amen. Amen. Verse eight. And when he had taken the book, when the lamb had taken the book, the four beasts mm. and four and 20 elders, the 24 elders mm. fell down mm. before the lamb, having every one of them harps and golden vials full of odors, which are the prayers of the saints. Yeah. And again, please go back and listen to the uh, previous episodes because we talk about those four beasts in the previous episodes. And what do you recall the four beasts about? Yeah, they had. Uh, they were. They're also reflected in uh, Old Testament also, but here they're referred to as four beasts. One having the face of. Uh, a lion, one having the face of an ox or uh, a creature that is bearing and carrying and, and works hard. And then one of the other beasts, the third beast, 
had the face of a man and the last beast had the face of an eagle. And they all have significance. Each one of them having, according to Old Testament references, having six wings. And here in the New Testament of Revelation, they're seen in having, I believe, each having four wings. And so uh, you need to read and study your word, to get a deeper understanding and see the awesome ability of God to create creatures. If he created us in his image, my God, can we be created as one who is like the creatures that he's created in heaven to be his, if you would, armor bearers? And in the presence of God, his counsel, we should pay attention to what God is doing, how he creates. And he doesn't create according to our image. He creates according to what he images. Amen. Yeah. Oh, but we're not done with verse no, 8. We're not Let's done. talk about yeah. the, um, the, harps. the the elders. Uh, they also had harps. And so this lets us know there's definitely going to be musical instruments yeah. in heaven. There's praise. Mm -hmm. And golden vials. And golden vials. Full of incense. Full mm -hmm. of incense. Yes. And what is most encouraging, I believe, um, one of the things that is most encouraging is that the um, prayers of the saints. Prayers of the saints are present. Are present. And those prayers are always there. Our prayers are never just forgotten. Mm -hmm. They are there. They are being preserved uh, in, in special incense and special um, odors, as they call it. Mm -hmm. So our prayers are never in vain. So it's important. Your, your, your prayer is, is very important. Your prayers are very important because it means you are there. So just wrapping verse 8 up, praise from the angels and the elders is confirmation that Jesus is authorized to take the scroll. And another thing, praise goes on in heaven and around God's throne 24-7 in our time, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. But of course, we know God does not have time. He controls time. But you, you, anytime you praise, you are going to be praising with the, the angels and the uh, elders and the, the saints that are around the throne and the four beasts. You oh. always have somebody praising. Everybody, somebody. You, try to imagine in your heart that when you're praising God, I will praise you uh, at all times. And this is in the earth times. That the angels are praising God with you. That the elders are praising God with you. That the uh, beasts are praising God with you. That everything in heaven is happening with praise. Amen. Amen. Okay, so verse 9. And they sung a new song saying, You are worthy to take the book and to open the seals of the book. For you were slain and you have redeemed us to God by the blood out of every kindred, every tongue, people and nation. Mm -hmm. So this is confirmation again. Um, About the numbers that no man could number. Yes. Mm -hmm. Not only do the angels praise with words, they sing praise. The lamb being worthy for the same reasons, because he was the only one slain, meaning his shed blood was used to purchase our salvation. So that is why he is worthy. So it's almost like all heaven is in worship towards Jesus, and even, to, even to the point that songs that we have never heard before, it's going to be sung by the multitude of people and beings in heaven that's going to worship the one who took the book and opened the seals from the hand of God. And at verse 10, and you have made 
us unto our God, kings and priests. Jesus has made us to be kings and priests. That's men and women. Mm-hmm. And we shall reign on the earth. And we're, that, we're talking about the new heaven and the new earth. Yes, that's a promise. Notice that that's a promise made uh, um, in heaven, that we shall reign on the earth. That's the future we're in. We're living in the millennial period. But even now, according to First Peter 2 and 5, uh, we're encouraged to, to, to do this. He said, you yourselves like living stones. That's First Peter 2 and 5. Living stones, lively stones. You are built up as a spiritual house. Now, you yourself become the house of God, a spiritual house, to be a holy priesthood. There it is, that holy priesthood, to offer spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. So sometimes your sacrifice might hurt because you have to surrender, first of all, yourself. So, But you must surrender to God and his will in your life in the earth even now. And then you will be worthy to continue with him into the millennial period. Amen. And verse 11 says, I beheld and heard the voice of many angels round about the throne and the creatures and the elders. And the number of them was 10,000 times 10,000 and thousands of thousands. Saying with a loud voice, worthy is the lamb that was slain to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessings. So Mm. thousands upon thousands will be there worshiping the lamb, Jesus he, he is the one who is worthy. Hallelujah. Ooh, to be there. Verse 13. And every creature which is in heaven, notice this, and on the earth and under the earth, and such as are in the sea and all of them, all of them that are in these locations. He paused, uh, John says, I heard saying blessing and honor. They also will be given voices, blessing and honor and glory and power. Be unto that lamb, be unto God who sits on the throne and unto the lamb for how long? Forever and ever. This is a praise and a worship. That's going to, a celebration that's going to happen in heaven that you and I want to be there. Um, I remember Jesus saying when he, during the Passover, when he came into the uh, Jerusalem on that donkey and the, uh, uh, Different other priests, let me say it like that, was saying, keep them quiet. Don't say anything. And the, and Jesus told him, said, now, if they don't praise me, the rocks are going to cry out. In other words, you're going to see a miracle that you can't even imagine. And, and, and I, I'm stepping a little bit further. That's why women are called into the kingdom of God. God is not going to let rocks out praise the women that he saves. Okay, I'll leave it right there. So we see here, uh, ending at verse 14, and the four beasts said, amen, and the four and 20 elders fell down and worshiped him that lives forever and ever. And we are going to continue to read more about the four and 20 elders falling down and worshiping him. And so you might as well get ready right here on earth to fall down and worship him because there are going to be thousands upon thousands worshiping him and even Every, everything is going to be crying out and worshiping God. The rocks are going to come to life and, and mm, worship God. Mm. Everything that was recreated according to verse 13. Mm. So we thank you for joining us today and join us again uh, next time when we go into Revelation chapter 6 and that will be episode 10. And please go back and read this chapter because it is an amazing chapter of praise talking about the one who is worthy to remove the seals And we are going to learn more about those seals the next time. So in the name of Jesus, we pray, Father, in Jesus' name, that you will give us a greater understanding, a deeper revelation of your will in the earth and the future that we're expecting. We are thanking you for revelation expectations. 
hallelujah, and helping us to be prepared and ready to enter into this glorious time that you have already prepared for us who follow after you with the whole heart in Jesus' name. We pray and we're asking for salvation for those that have not received you in their lives yet in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. See you next time. If you want to contact us or comment on this podcast, please visit our website at cgmissions.com forward slash podcast, where all episodes are available by category and series format. You may also view these episodes on our YouTube channel, the symbol at CG Missions Inc. or INC. This is Apostle Charles. Until next time. God bless you. Charles George Missions is a 501c3 nonprofit organization. Donations are tax deductible. Donations may be made through our website, cgmissions.com.